Okay, opening podcast song. and welcome to the Sneaky Dragon Podcast 300th episode. Uh, clap for us, please. Yay! We're the best. And as they say in the biz, Sneaky let's Dragon. keep that going for David M. We did the opening song. Hooray! He had no idea where he was or who our guest was, and still he came down. He still came down. I don't know how he found the venue, not knowing where it is. Uh, my uh, co-host, as always, is. Oh, it's me. And uh, <laughs> yeah, our, yeah, and our guest today. Yeah, that, yeah, I'm doing you. But you got oh, to say your sorry. name. Oh, that's again 300 uh, goddamn episodes, <laughs> and we haven't gotten this part right. Okay, so say and your I'm name. 
I'm David Dedrick. Okay, fantastic. Now I'll introduce our guest. And our guest <laughs> uh, for this very special uh, 300th episode is uh, a young uh, fella who uh, works in the comics industry and also the movie industry and is a fine man. How dare you judge him? Uh, Steve Skosh. <laughs> Yay! Hooray! And am I pronouncing your name right? Uh, Steve. Is that right? Steve? Uh, it's Steve. <laughs> fantastic. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Are oh, you great? Uh, so uh, we have our we have a live audience with us uh, today, and they're uh, mostly former guests of the show uh, who we found yes. wandering around Hell Kitty Studios. Yeah. They never found the exit they never, door. They could never leave. It is a bit of a corn maze uh, up there. That's why we're also the second name of our it's Podcast California. That is the other name of our podcast. So. Uh, and where we are performing uh, today is <laughs> at said Woo. Are you objecting to the woos? I'm objecting to someone wooing an eagle song, which is, I think, what happened there. <laughs> okay, well, you brought it up. They're trying to goad me. Uh, we are here at the 8th Dimension Comic Book Store, uh, basically Main and Broadway in Vancouver. Yeah. So I'd like to give a big thanks to 8th uh, Dimension, especially Nick, uh, for setting this up. So a big round of applause to your local workshop person. And also, not that the, now I'm playing to a stereotype here, but man, is this place clean. Look how clean. There is not a cat urinating on comics for miles around. And that used to be industry standard in this town. <laughs> they would go and there'd be a cat just marking this territory on the comics. Yeah. Uh, you back me up on this, Steve. Is that correct? I've seen it my whole life. <laughs> Very good. Uh, now, so now, Steve, we're going to get into a little bit of uh, your history here. Oh, okay. You're going to be a little bit of our guest, and then we're going to probably free, free form it maybe a little bit later on. But for the okay. people out here who do not know you... Uh, you you start off in uh, in, in comics and, and currently can I just, still can I just interrupt for one second? Oh yeah, please. <laughs> I just want to say two thank yous. <laughs> this is totally unrelated to you, Steve. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I don't want to go this too far. This is so par for the show. I don't if this is your first show, show, this is again. I'll first forget. of all, fuck up the opening. I'll Secondly, uh, when I'm on any kind of groove, just completely uh, t-bone me. Yes. <laughs> but okay, continue. <laughs> Insult our guests by. Oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm thank not insulting you. anyone. Please. I just want to first. I want to thank. Uh, Brent Tannehill, who wrote in with some really great chicken uh, information. <laughs> and I just wanted to thank him personally. A. <laughs> the time for chicken a, information. For recommending, this was not so good, but he recommended that Noisy have friends. Noisy needs other chickens in order to, you know, be a happy chicken. Okay, well, first of all, I am not happy with that information. All right, stop for a second, and you got to give context because we haven't set this up as Chick Talk. Yes, Normally chick we have to set up this <laughs> section as Chick Talk. Okay, okay this is Chick Talk. Dave, was, for those yeah. of you just joining By us on the podcast, Dave has a chicken now. Yes. For reasons that are too long to get into, but he has a chicken yeah. uh, that he despises. And uh, has been and this strong. chicken has been laying soft eggs and showing signs of stress. So now go on with what's more important than our guest Steve. Your uh, chicken well, talk. Because this, because the signs of stress could be related to feeling lonely and needing companionship. So I put Craigslist ads out for noisy. The other thing I've done Noisy's the, the name of the chicken. Noisy's name of the chicken. The other thing that I've done is, uh, or he's recommended, is that we get oyster shells. Ground up oyster shells will improve uh, the egg laying thing. So just so you guys know, people in the audience here, people at home, if you have a chicken laying soft eggs, ground up oyster shells. Available anywhere ground up oyster shells are sold. <laughs> All right. Second well, I wanted to you. talk to you about your work on the Matrix, but we don't have time. Back to your second point. <laughs> second. Wait a minute. I have a question thing. here. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, is it kind of just the ritual of grinding the shells up, or do you, like, feed them to the chickens? No, I don't, I don't really know. I what honestly don't ritual? know. <laughs> like, you, you didn't really ground. specify you ground well, them up, they, and then what happens? They're pre-ground. 
And then you uh, yeah, feed you, them to the chickens, or I, you just I think kind of so. I with think other so. food, or just they directly eat oyster shells. Guys, you are not asking someone who either knows nor cares anything about chickens. And yet That's enough so to interrupt the beginning well, of the show. Well, I just for wanted it. to thank the listener who wrote in with some information. <laughs> Sounds like a rival chicken farmer trying to kill Second. your chickens. <laughs> this, there's one chicken. There's really no. Do you think so? Because feed him some shells. Have, I have been thinking that I've heard another chicken in the neighborhood, <laughs> and this could be this could be true actually because I have actually like thinking either it's an echo of our own chicken coming back from like a distant house, or rival chicken. Good point. Other thank you is to uh, listener Chris Roberts who wrote this fantastic song for us. Sent us there's a YouTube link and everything. We're gonna play it as part of the show uh, today. Obviously, I'm not gonna play it here, but uh, has anyone heard it? Does anyone listen to the? Uh, it was very good. It was really great. It was kind of a beatly song and really beautiful. It was so, a really uh, beautiful song. Now, Dave, if you were to compare that to David M's song off the top, which did you prefer? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Steve, <laughs> thanks for coming by. Oh, my pleasure. Glad to see you. Sorry I interrupted the beginning of the show, but uh, I just felt like... I, I, I love chick talk. Let's yeah, just, well, let me be clear. It's trademarked. Just so everyone else knows that too. It's yeah, uh, people love uh, Dave's chick talk and deck talk. It's deck sort talk of, is uh, the chicken is now close to the deck, so the chicken <laughs> and deck talk have really combined. Really come together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Speaking of, sorry, just completely on the. Yeah. Yeah, again, we want to get into your history. Uh, <laughs> do you remember when there used to be a brownies chicken, like in, uh, yeah. in the Lower Mainland? The and, yellow and brown. Uh, yeah, and it was the rival of uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. It was obviously the rival of Lee's Chicken, the longest-lasting chicken outlet in Langley that you never saw a single person in. You're like, why is this place open? There's no one here. It's Lee's famous recipe chicken. Right. Well, why is it closed is the real question. Well, someone fed the it's chickens oyster shells, so they yeah, all died. that's the problem. Do you think that's... Rival chicken I thing. think you're... But you here's think, yeah. what I was going to say, is they used to have the slogan. The slogan was, mm -hmm. uh, Brownie's chicken, thumb licking good. <laughs> that's not, even, I, that's not even trying. It's not even... One, it's, one, it's just lame. Yeah. Two, it's really not as good as finger licking good. A, a person yeah. licking their thumb <laughs> and just their thumb is a disturbing well, uh, pervert. The reason is, is the two original sayings went away. One was brownie licking good. <laughs> <laughs> no fly. Well, listen, guys, I have a history in the chicken, uh, you know, fast food industry and... The, the thumb Wait. licking was for, like, you could soothe yourself as well you as enjoy the herbs and spices. <laughs> Did you work at Brownies? I worked at KFC for oh, okay. a year, so I so know everything. So you hate Brownies chicken. You know, I never got into the politics <laughs> of the uh, chicken world. How did, how did you feel when Church's Chicken came to town? Did you feel like... We knew their product was shit. <laughs> Do you but remember that very strange time when it became Ernie's Chicken for a very brief time? Yeah, I remember And that. then it became, like, Ernie's Eggs and, like, something Wait, what else. what are we talking about? I am talking about the truth. Is it Kentucky Fried Chicken? Became Kentucky Ernie's? Fried Chicken in in like Delta, North Delta, yeah. became like Ernie's Chicken for a brief period of time, and then became like Ernie's mm -hmm. Eggs, and I want to say Eggs and other stuff, but it was like Eggs Plus or <laughs> something was... like that, and then it went back to Kentucky Fried Chicken, then it became KFC because they're trying to they hate Kentucky or something. You remember that weird time period? Yeah, right? that wasn't during my time. I was after, but uh, that was. I've always wondered about that. I never got the whole story. Yeah. About, uh, Did you know that the Colonel lived in Canada for 20 years? Yeah, he, and he changed his name to Pierre Trudeau. <laughs> that is something a lot of people don't know. Speaking of finger-licking good. 
but that made no sense. That's actually a lateral move, okay. you know, from like, <laughs> okay, the colonel to prime minister. Yeah. Also, he wasn't a colonel. Mm -hmm. He just named himself the colonel. Yeah. And so that was not a military. Uh, so he did not out. Would he out? Now I'm enjoying the image of of uh, Colonel Sanders with with uh, Fiona Leona Boyd. Was that the name of the classical guitarist that? Because uh, Pierre Trudeau yeah, had an affair with her. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah let's talk famous people that the Trudeaus <laughs> had affairs with. Um, Keith Richards. Do you uh, would? Okay, here's a question for you. Yeah. Would Colonel Sanders outrank Captain Crunch? No. Because he's a captain on a boat. So that's the that's the highest the highest position on a boat. <laughs> Wait, is he ever on a boat? Cap he seems Captain to always Crunch? be in children's uh, uh, breakfast nooks. <laughs> I used to be in children's business. So anyway, when you were working with the Wachowskis... Um, <laughs> How much did you talk about Kentucky Fried Chicken? <laughs> you s you Quite a, a lot, actually. <laughs> I have so, a lot of things to share about. <laughs> Good. Let's get, let's get deep. Uh, so uh, you started your... Com the first uh, time that I became aware of you as a comics person was on a comic book uh, for the Clive uh, Barker line. Yeah. Uh, what was that? What was that line called? I think it was called the Razor Line. Razor Line. Yeah. Nice. Just yeah. cannot give up that. You just can't give up Hell Hellraiser. Well, that's. Yeah, I think thing. that was the idea. Yeah, it was yeah. like he's just like I gotta keep gotta keep milking that. And this was an original property that. Now, did uh, did Clive Barker come up with this? Did you? Yeah, he uh, came up with like four concepts that were then handed off to writers and artists, mm -hmm. and then like, you know, he didn't have much to do with it, and then. Um, like near the end, like at the at the end of the year, it was almost like the Defenders, where there would be this big crossover yes. at the end of the year mm. that uh, we never got to because it bombed and no one wanted to see it. <laughs> but we did do like this big kind of um, like the Defenders. Oh, yeah. Hush, hush oh, well, mouth, someone went places. I didn't like it either. I thought it was like, <laughs> all right, oh, we guys. can discuss that later. Let's but, get on uh, with your damn career. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, about the Defenders. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, that uh, yeah it fell apart. But we got to have like this uh, weird. You know, um, summit with Clive Barker was there, and uh, you know, was it a Camp David? It was uh, no, it was oh. more like a Camp Marriott. No one got that joke. <laughs> Sorry, you know, but Camp Marriott. <laughs> and this book was done. It was called uh, Ecto Kid. Yeah, yeah. And the idea was, it was a kid who was like half something and half human, half. He's half demon? Uh, half. What was he? Ectoplasm? This is going. You're going back to like when I was 18 years old. So let me think. He was <laughs> like, he was like uh, half ghost, is what it was. And he, so he could tr travel between the here and the hereafter was the tagline. Nice. Okay. And uh, yeah, so he ran around and uh, shit. I don't really remember that much about it. Uh, <laughs> it sounds solid. Anyway, uh, but you were you were you were working. a lot of biker weed in those days. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> sure, no, that's fine. No, you really couldn't tell from the books. Um, <laughs> and you were working then with the Wachowskis, both yeah. of them. Mm -hmm. uh, well, then it was just uh, just the one, and then, uh, but uh, you know, Andy was uh, the other uh, Wachowski behind the scenes who was helping out, and then, um, and then, yeah, and then shortly after that, they got into movies, and um, you know, they're very good about um, you know hiring their friends, you know, and they. Uh, Brought me along for for that uh, for Matrix, yeah. Right. Okay. I've been pronouncing uh, Matrix. It's it's Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> it really depends on what you know what part of the country you're in. I saw it in Montreal the first time. Yeah, so, so that's, that's Matrix. They, yeah. Okay, Matrix. It now, was a what, confusing tagline. Matrix is for kids, <laughs> so you just didn't know what it was for. So. Very confused. Oh, just go. Keep talking. Don't let me <laughs> no, sit here. I'm smiling Look, and acknowledging okay, your joke. The, mar <laughs> the marketing for that movie was messed up. That's Come right. On, it could have been a huge smash. Yeah. But who knows what who knows about the I'm metrics just, now? I'm yeah. just saying, Dave, maybe if you ate a few oyster shells, that joke would be more solid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
feel the burn. <laughs> you, did, you did not just say that. No, I'm so sorry. Uh, but uh, Don't you wish so, the bus would just stay there all day? Well, you know, just call a cab and have it block the thing. Uh, so uh, when you worked on the Matrix, what did you do? Uh, what did you do on that with the? Well, it was pretty funny because I really didn't have very many skills in those days. So they just liked me and uh, they brought me along and like I was a complete hayseed and they brought me out to L.A. I don't think I'd ever been on a plane before. And I'm like going to L.A. and I'm at the uh, which was like um, what's the name of this place? The. Uh, it was like, there's, you know, look, I mean, I'd never been in a hotel. I'd stayed in motels, and they had me at this fancy... The Roosevelt? Uh, no, it was off Sunset Boulevard, and it's not... Uh, have any celebrities died there? Um, <laughs> Famous? There, there were, I saw lots of celebrities so, there. I saw so Don not, King when I walked in. Which not, the nice. not the high house? No, high I want to hear this. Uh, I saw Don King when he walked in. That's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I saw good. Don King there, and I saw... Who else was there? Spalding Gray. Do you remember that guy? Of before course he, I do, yeah. Before he, he was murdered. He Cambodia. Oh, is that true? Isn't that isn't that Spalding Gray? It so is. Did, so yes. Did Cambodia? Yes. You just looked at me blankly. Yeah, I know because he also died by drowning. But okay, continue. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> so know. it's kind of a sad <laughs> thing. There's, an, that. there's an angle to that that's not great. Oh, I didn't continue. know that. Sorry to the Spalding Gray fans. <laughs> yeah, that's well, fine. Who, uh, We've had time. Have been to deal triggered by our insensitivity. <laughs> it's all right. So uh, you went in. You saw your Don King. You saw Spalding Gray. Yeah, and uh, you know, yeah. So I was there, and I was working in this hotel room on. Uh, the Matrix and uh, but what did you do? What what does that mean? I oh, was I working did, on the Matrix. Uh, what does that mean? You were designing the pills. What? I was writing code for the machines. <laughs> no, I was uh, I was doing storyboards for the Matrix, which was like really funny uh, because in those days I was like copying kind of this crappy anime style, which was very trendy in those days, and so the storyboards look pretty crazy. And I didn't really know perspective or have any real fundamental drawing skills. So, like, <laughs> like it's almost, it's pretty psychedelic, some of these drawings that I did for the beginning of the movie. Um, but eventually, uh, yeah, they came in. Jeff Darrow, a very well-known comic book artist, sure. he came in and uh, he was, um, it was really great to be exposed to an artist of his caliber at that age. And he showed me a few basic things and... Uh, yeah, it was a great, a great experience. That and is a pretty, uh, that's a pretty amazing starting point for a career. They're like, come on in, work on the yeah, major. It's all yeah. downhill after that, actually. <laughs> yeah, look so where you sucked. ended up. Yeah, look right here, yeah, right now. Doing this thing. Holy I remember cow. the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, that was good back then. <laughs> Three yeah. squares a day. Now, did you design any of the uh, the things we saw in the Matrix? Uh, I did a lot of, not so much uh, designing, mostly storyboards, all the action scenes, you know. Nice. A lot of stuff. It was kind of the job was, you know, I went out to that that trip was like three months, and then uh, you know I came back a few couple months, like half a year later or a year later for another four or five months, and then I came back after that for like a year. So it was really a job that lasted um, over a couple years, you know, sort of uh, because they they needed these drawings to help pitch the concept of the movie to the executives at Warner Brothers who really didn't understand it. How could they? Yeah. Well, everyone was like, well, they're in the city, and now they're in the sewers. I mean, how did that happen? I mean... <laughs> well, they took no a phone call, yeah. so now they're in the other place. Like in the old... So it's well, unclear about that. Well, back then, this guy, Terry Semmel, ran Warner Brothers, who was kind of like super old-school Hollywood, you know, and, uh, you know, these guys are all, you know, the Wachowskis were into, you know, uh, you know William Gibson and, uh, uh, you know, cyberpunk and... Um, 
they were a little ahead of the curve in those days for kind of these old farts running the business. And uh, so they needed to do this giant book with drawings in it that they could flip through and they go, see, this happens, and then this <laughs> happens. And then they kind of go, oh, okay, we get it, sort of. And uh, yeah, they were able, they're, they're, the one thing about the Wachowskis is they're very persuasive and they have a, very, a lot of positive energy and are able to kind of get people on their team, even if they don't quite maybe are able to artic articulate what they're talking about, uh, you know, to whoever they're showing it to. But uh, they were eventually able to convince them. And, yeah. Like, I remember, I remember that summer that The uh, Matrix came out. There was three movies that were uh, all the, uh, you know, other reality movies. And it was, uh, it was uh, Existence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was The 13th Floor. Yep. And then the third one was The Matrix. And everyone was like, well, we're tired of this. We're tired of yeah. this gimmick. Like, is it real? Is it not? All right, here we go. Johnny then, come lately. Yeah, here we are. Let's see this one. Keanu Reeves. Okay, whatever you say. Here we go. And then, uh, oh, well, uh, that's a different thing. Yeah, the movie was, had... Uh, the, 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 did you guys know that it was like, wow, this is going to be really good? Did you... Did you oh, we thought it? it was going to be really cool and interesting. We didn't know if anyone would like it, you know? Yeah. The expectation was, because it took so long to convince people that, like... Yeah, that uh, it was too weird. But I don't know, maybe sometimes that's good when something is doesn't, at that time, doesn't really um, map onto anything that was around at the time. Uh, maybe that was a good sign. But uh, yeah, I had no awareness. That, that Everyone was like, there were so many ups and downs where like, they were like, you do all these drawings and they take them and you, they'd go to the studio with them and they come back and they tell you that, oh, no one understood it. There were all these <laughs> stupid questions and uh, everyone, uh, everyone came back depressed and then there'd be like drinking. So I was kind of just... Well, this probably won't happen, but I'm going to enjoy my time yeah. while I'm here, and sure. uh, maybe I'll see Spalding Gray at the pool. <laughs> you know, whoever that is, I didn't know who he was either. Another Spalding Gray water reference. <laughs> Watch his really monologues; they're on, they're out there. They're very good films. He's very, very good. It's tragic end, but everything's fine. Uh, so <laughs> we made fine. it through that. Yeah, absolutely. You know my connection with Keanu Reeves, right? What is it? Well, I'll tell you. My connection with Keanu Reeves, if you haven't heard this story, you no. guys probably have heard it because you've listened to all 300 episodes. Uh, the first professional acting gig Keanu Reeves ever had was on a show called Hanging In, and a CBC oh, show. Wow. And it came down uh, in the final auditions to him and me, and he lived in Toronto and was cheaper. And that's what I was told, at least, you know, from the casting director. He's cheaper, so we're going with him. And that was his first acting gig, paid acting gig. You're kidding. Yeah. That's crazy. Back when I used to be a Keanu Reeves type. We've all fallen far. Anyway, it's, it's fine. You know, so we have that connection there. Well, so you work with Keanu Reeves, now you work with me. Eh? Well, well it's, it's good uh, for you. Good on you. Still food for thought. Uh. <laughs> Is Steve going to make it home today? After all this depressing realities. Don't worry, it's just the Matrix. Yeah. It's... So I'll, take, I'll take some actually, kind of pill yeah. when you I get home. You actually live in a sewer full of sludge. That's the real place you actually live. This is all fake. Probably. Isn't that the most disappointing part of the Matrix? The reality? Um, like, when it goes into the real world, you're like, ugh, this is horrible. Go back to the Matrix. That's fine. <laughs> Re reality is horrible. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. It's like you get to eat mushrooms all the time. Yeah, it's and, uh, They're all but you get those dirty t-shirts and dance raves, though. That's Whatever. awful. That's even more awful. Wasn't like the worst part of the second film that eighteen-hour dance rave thing, and your, everyone's hair is wet and flopping around. Yeah, it's but from the perspective of a hair. of a citizen of Zion, what do you know? You have your mushrooms, and then you go to the giant orgy. <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right. And then you worry about the machines to, killing you. That's true. Compared to the black and white situation of horrible gruel versus sweaty dance party, 
you know, sweaty dance party, as much as it hurts me to say this, would come out on top. Yeah, and yeah. then occasionally, you know, a break from that, a, an old man in a chair will talk to you for an hour or so. <laughs> and explain it all to you and go, yeah, here's the thing. If you're lucky. Clearly. You have to be the one in order to have that explanation, though. Yeah. Not any schlub is getting that long-winded Here's here's, here's my question about the Matrix, and I don't think anyone's ever asked this. Shoot. So Neo was the one. Yeah. Was there a two? In case he yeah. didn't work his, out. His name was Watt. <laughs> There was a guy uh, who lived in the town. His there name was, was Watt. There was a. Why are you looking like that? Neo is a Neo one. Neo I get zeros it. and ones. Okay. We all get it. It's all fine. Well, you guys want to know about the two, right? I want to know about the two, please. Uh, it was this guy. His name was Gary Schwartz. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, he was just shittier than the ones. That's so. right. He's number two. Why try harder? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of who the actor was in Speed 2 and, and use that as the example. Oh, Jason Patrick. Uh, Jason Patrick, Jason yeah, Patrick yeah, yeah. was the two. I was thinking of him the other day, actually. Jason. I was like, whatever happened to that guy? He must own a restaurant. Or he uh, lost a lot of hair and got into TV. Oh, was he on TV? Yeah, when oh. you lose your hair, then you go into TV. That's mm -hmm. how it goes. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's the way show business goes. So, um, so you work with the Wachowskis on that. Yep. Did you work with them on any other uh, stuff they did? God, every, everything but Bound, because they had started Bound. They tried to get me to work on that, and I didn't want to leave the flash and leave the rock solid career of comics for flash in the pan <laughs> movie work. Uh, so I stayed until you know uh, at Marvel until uh, the Matrix came by. I go, well, maybe this one's cool. I'll work on that. But yeah, I pretty much worked on all their... Uh... So you worked on your uh, Speed Racer you worked on? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you worked on... Uh, you, you can name this movie. Okay, oh, Cloud Atlas. Brief Cloud Atlas, Atlas. Yeah. I briefly interrupt and say Speed Racer gets a lot of bad raps, but it has great fight scenes, that film. I love Speed Racer, that racer. That's one of my favorite ones, actually. Yeah? I think yeah. it's just... Yeah, because it takes some chances. Like That's what I like yeah, about this guys. Is like they're sensate and all stuff. It's like, it takes risks, and you're like, what are yeah. they doing? <laughs> but at the same time, you're like, wow, they did it. So. Yeah, no, I yeah, I think that they yeah should get more more credit for that. They kind of get uh, pooped on a lot for being brave. I don't know, not not giving <laughs> not doing a lot of fan service, which I guess they don't. But yeah. they they are yeah. like real artists, and they yeah like yeah. they fucking kill themselves like, on these movies. Too, like in you know? twenty years, people will look back at Jupiter Ascending and they might say, well, it's not perfect, but boy, it sure was like a brave thing to make this completely original idea <laughs> of a movie, and it's you know it's. Yes, it has its flaws, but at the same time, it's like it's interesting. I know. It's I have my soft cutter. spot for for Jupiter Ascending. It's not perfect, but yeah, uh, it's not perfect. But there's a lot that I like. He about has it. been trying to get me to watch it for a while. We have it on the TV. It's mm -hmm. there. It's locked. It's sure. ready to go. Uh, it's got the craziest Eddie Raid Redmayne uh, performance. Uh, <laughs> it's the got quiet talking and yeah, screaming. The quiet screaming. <laughs> Magic Mike in that is, he, and he's a werewolf, right? That flies. Is that how it goes? More of a dog. He's a dog. Who, okay, Magic Mike is a dog who no, flies. No, he doesn't fly. But he has uh, he glides. He has kind of um, rollerblades that help him fly. And there's a girl who guys, guys, guys. I gotta jump in here, okay? <laughs> He's a genome-engineered lichen tant uh, that has. Uh, I didn't know the terms. And that when he was in the well, uh, I thought that was their word. I didn't know I could he, say lichen tant. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's, everyone, uh, you know, depends on context, but. Uh, and he had uh, when the Legion, they all had uh, they all had wings, and uh, yeah, he's got boots, and uh, that uh, he skates around on the air, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, ins and outs <laughs> I like and what how have you. Slowly <laughs> slowing down as you describe. Well, this there's movie. a lot. Of, well, that's one thing I really about like Jupiter. Because it's kind of pretty okay. No, it's well, it's got a lot of stuff in there. It's a lot like yeah. they have a lot of ideas in their movies, it's and packed. Jupiter has a lot of ideas and stuff. Yeah. So. 
yeah. yeah, sometimes it's hard to recall that after <laughs> only two Pabst Blue Ribbons. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'll, and I will say this about, about their work. You go to the movie, you sit down, you know what you're expecting? Wrong. That is not what you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. Incorrect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, Enjoy. But yeah, but Go to town. Here we are. At least, it's, at least it's something happened. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, now you've at also... Least, at least something happened. Well, I just mean like it, it's, it's original and, you know, it's just not like the same old, same way. You're just kind of like, oh, it's okay. Rogue One. Yeah. Thanks for that. Oh, you didn't like Rogue One? You are bored by it? <laughs> it's okay. You didn't like when Darth Vader turned up and... Kill well, all those guys. It's, but it, it's like, what the hell is he doing there? It's not his movie. Right? <laughs> but that also, but that, yeah, that's the thing. It's kind of like Yoda in the other movies. Like, well, it's cool, but is it Yoda? Like when he's hopping around with his lightsaber bouncing off walls, and you're like, I guess it's cool, but well, well you got that, to Vader doing the crazy, amazing yeah, uh, yeah. stuff. All of a sudden, he's a PlayStation video game, and then yeah, you get to the next film, and he's fighting Obi Wan and doing this. Tip, 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 tap, 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 tap. Or that, or oh, he... I'm winded. What a day I've had. You haven't seen what he did just before he came well, into the, the room. Thing. He goes so into tired. a hallway. He murders everyone like going like this. And then when they enter the ship, he lets all the other guys, all the stormtroopers go in first and have a shootout. Then he comes in. Why doesn't he go first and just go like this and kill everyone? That's all it takes. Again, he gets winded fast. He's a burn he's victim. An old guy. <laughs> he's, got, he's on the respirator. <sighs> Can't wiggle hands. He was like doing FaceTime with the Emperor, and uh, <laughs> so. he couldn't get in there in time. Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know. That movie was. It and was it seemed okay, like but... all those guys knew that he could do all that shit. Mm. So it's weird that then the other guy's so lippy with him around the table. You know, it's like this is Johnny fly in the air, smack you around. I'm just gonna say something that no one has said yet in the history of Earth, which is that Rogue One was okay, but it was no Jupiter ascending. And I think I'm alone in that statement, but I. Thank you. A bold Thank choice endorsed by uh, everyone here. Sixth of the room. Okay, fair well, enough. At least they made up their own story. <laughs> exactly. They didn't just take one line this of for the, the Isn't this like, the Star Wars movie you want to see? Okay. The Beyonderer. What? The Beyonderer. <laughs> okay. You know. You know. Uh, <laughs> Who are we brings, talking about? Yeah, brings. Uh, well, it's all Disney. They all own everything now. Oh, okay. Okay. Are you so talking the, about the Beyonder? Yo- He's the Beyond- Beyonderer now. He's even more beyond Isn't the Beyonder. Isn't it beyond- the Beyonderer? No, it's just the Beyonder. Is it the Beyonder? Are you yeah. sure about that? Oh, one second. Let no, me clarify with Nick, wait. the guy who owns the comic store. Nick, the Beyonder or the Beyonderer? Don't let me down, Nick. <laughs> yeah, we like, we like Steve, but you're right. <laughs> there you go. It's the Beyonder. He, here's the thing. Well, he's, things have changed. He's the beyond, <laughs> he is the Beyonder, and he wears Beyonderwear. <laughs> That's where you're getting mixed up. Well, anyway, okay. So the Beyonder <laughs> brings Yoda, okay. Darth Vader, oh. Boba Fett oh boy. together on a planet, and they have Wait. to team up to survive the invasion of, uh, I don't know. Oh, so it's Jumanji. Lego In Batman. space. Okay. It just writes it's itself. People who saw the trailer got, got it. Have you seen the trailer for the new Jumanji film? Yes, I have. Okay. Am I the only one who thinks it looks great? I think it looks good. <laughs> I like it. I'm with, I'm with you. I was holding back there. Well, after let's my, say great. After my Jupiter let's, not, ascending. let's not throw great around. Oh, come on. I you think got, it looks fun. You got, the, like you got the Rock and you've got yeah. Kevin Hart. Yeah. Okay, big guy, wait. Big just guy, the Rock guy. does it for yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. Karen, enjoy every other movie then in the world. Big guy, little guy time. combo. You can't beat that. As, as a friend said at work, he's never had a flip-flop. So Okay. Give me the most recent non-disappointing Jack Black film. Go. Goosebumps. Gulliver. No, I didn't see Gulliver, but Goosebumps was fine. No, Kung Fu Pandas are good. I like those movies. Okay, fine. We can do the animation. They find Kung Fu Panda, you win. All right, great. You guys didn't see Goosebumps, obviously. It's fine. Oh, I like Goosebumps, too, yeah, actually. It was, it was a good kid's movie. It was good. Yeah. 
I wound up liking it. Mm -hmm. yeah. I can't say anything. I work for Scholastic now, so I can say nothing bad about Goosebumps. Yeah, right. I'm right. contractually <laughs> obligated. If you, if you well, I went to a call party. It, call it Goosebumps, yeah. and they don't, won't know what you're talking about. I went to the, the Goosebumps uh, anniversary party, yeah. and, and we had the food there? based on the horror books that he wrote. Oh, oh, yeah. And it was cool. uh, nice. I had some really good mac and cheese based on uh, Say Cheese, his latest uh, horror book about okay. uh, an evil photographer. Mm -hmm. And it was really good macaroni and cheese. Mm -hmm. So I can't recommend the book enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everyone here, does it seem slightly unbelievable that there's, there's a real R.L. Stein? Like, it feels like someone who's that prolific feels phony, like a fake, like he's a James, maybe he's like a James Patterson where he, like, hires people to write for him. And, Is that true know. about James Patterson? Oh, yes. Yeah, that's a bold true? statement. All right. People used to say that about here? Stephen King, too, right? No, Stephen King is just, is, uh, I don't know what he, I think he has one, that little uh, time turner that they have in uh, the Harry Potter books. So you can just go back in time, write a few more books, and then appear in our time. Hey? You don't yeah. think they can do it, though? It's just writing. It's not like Have you ever drawing. seen a writing? <laughs> I was watching... You son of a bitch! <laughs> you son of... Hey, oh, wait, wait a minute. That's really one of... This Thank is you. pandering. Pandering yes. to this audience of artists. Pandering, I say. <laughs> oh, they know. <laughs> but when you... Uh, if, I remember seeing this old, like, uh, interview with Stephen King, and it showed him, like, at work. And he had, like, this ancient computer. And he was just like... Like literally, like this speed typing, and like there was while you were watching, pages were piling up. While you were watching, unfortunately, he was writing Cujo, which is terrible. But it was just most of those were bark, 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 ruff, 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 He took them out foam, afterwards. Foam, foam, foam. Well, you know, it's funny. He talks about his time like he used to get really high a lot, mm. and in the Dark Tower books, uh, Roland goes to visit him. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, when he's like, during his worst period where he's like binging on cocaine, Xanax, and, and uh, beer and stuff. And writing Cujo. Uh, well, what about Dreamcatcher? He was recovering from that uh, hit and read, run. Did not read Dreamcatcher. Which is probably his worst one. And, uh, you mm -hmm. know, it's about aliens that come out when you uh, go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like invasion of the body statues, right. and then they like. That's one of those. You crap them out. Mm -hmm. That's but he was those, on, uh, uh, addicted to Vicodin or something during that mm. period. Or Oxy, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. Did I tell you my Invasion of the Body Snatchers idea there, Steve? Let's hear it. I'll tell you. Uh, you know how there was like three Invasion of the Body Snatchers movies? Four. Uh -huh. was like, yeah. Yeah. What's that? Four of them. Oh, all right, let's get... Let's sh sh that shitty one. That was all right, let's go, whatever. <laughs> uh, but let's go the three uh, ones that you care about. Uh, so uh, well, what I always wanted to do was... So the 50s, the aliens come, they take us over, uh, they snatch our bodies, they take over the planet. Yeah. But they're replicating us, so over time they forget they're aliens, and then uh, by the time the '70s come around and we're getting into the Sutherland movie, they've forgotten, and the aliens have shown up again. But they're taking over actually more aliens, <laughs> but they don't know. And then the same thing happens after that. They eat McDonald's food, and they just gotta forget that they're aliens again in their agenda. And once again, and just for uh, almost all of time, we've just been aliens replacing other aliens. And that's my Invasion of the Body Snatchers twist ending. Wow. Deep. I love it. Well, you know what has to happen then. Oh, I'd love to. Okay, please put a button on it. The original humans return. Oh, where were they? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, the Matrix? Are you legally allowed to use the Matrix? I think it could have been in another dimension or <laughs> love something. It? Okay. Well, no, they're astronauts who come crashing back down Yeah, Earth sure. Okay. Oh, Planet of the Apes style. Yeah. In okay. fact, they're apes. They're not humans. Apes come out of the capsule. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. God, that one, whatever this, I don't even know the line from that movie. How sad. 
What were, what were you He's trying there. to say? Darn it, you, Darn you monkeys. It, you monkeys. <laughs> Your monkey shines have gone too far. Yeah. That's, that was the end there's of the an, line of the There's an uh, eight statue of liberty. There's this, uh, such a liberty with an eight face on it. Yep. And they're all mad. And it's holding a banana. He's riding. <laughs> he's been riding a man. Walking along he's been riding a man. Who's crawling along a, a forest. That is tough because a gorilla is kind of Oh, large. yeah. I'm not saying it was easy for the guy. But he's, just a pack, he's just a pack animal. What do you care? Yeah. It's a living, right? Yeah, that's It's right. a living. <laughs> Here's my thing with those uh, Planet of the Apes movies, you know, when the ape's chasing you. Uh, go in the water because apes can't swim. That's our advantage. I think they've evolved to swim. No, they, how do you evolve to swim? They evolved to talk. That it's a very different muscle, I think, than your swimming and your talking muscle. No, just, like ducks can swim, and yet ducks can't talk. So I think your I, argument is uh, moot. Look, everyone Donald knows. Oh, you're right. Sorry, you're pointing to the Uncle Scrooge. You're completely correct. They can't swim, but they're great at paddleboarding. So that's the advantage. Fair enough. So you've worked. So you worked with the Showskis, uh, who let's just say geniuses. Now uh, you've worked with another person who I would say is a genius who has done a wide variety. Albert of Einstein. Yes, that's right. You worked Very with Very difficult Einstein. collaborator. He never listened to my ideas. <laughs> and he always wore the same clothes every day. Yeah. Yeah, he said that. He just never changed his clothes. That's right. Um, you worked Where was you. Axe body spray in those days? <laughs> uh, so, you all, no, it's fine. Uh, join, join our little group of nonsense. Um, if you guys get bored, just boo, and we'll stop. Um, you've also worked with uh, George not. Miller. Yeah, that was, that was a cool uh, gig because... It was finally, I was out of like, you know, that umbrella of like, you know, people that I had worked with and known for a long time. And um, so it was very scary. But at the same time, we were uh, working on the Justice League movie. And mm -hmm. I never worked on the DC characters. So just on a like nerd level, I was like really loving it. And uh, I got to go down to Dan uh, Australia. And uh, yeah, I spent like six months down there working on this Justice League movie that nope. failed. Do you remember yeah, the name people? of the hotel you stayed <laughs> I was in some, uh, I don't know, they have some weird... The Dingo room. 6? They were, <laughs> you stayed in a youth hostel. I was, uh, yeah, I was in, uh, you know, uh, Jackman Suites or something. Oh. Well, let's back, let, let's, back, let's back this uh, kangaroo up a Hugh little Jackman bit first. Hugh Jackman serves breakfast every morning. Now, the, uh, it's most, not bad. Most he's, of you know everywhere. George Miller is, but if you don't know George Miller, George Miller uh, has started with the Mad Max films has ended with the Mad Max films. In between that, has done an incredible variety of films, all the way from Babe to Babe Pig in the City. That's <laughs> incredible. Well, let's not forget Lorenzo's Oil. I'm sure everyone's favorite. That's right. Movie. That's right. There was that very little, pig, there was no pig-related pig cars in that. Which is of Eastwick. We, I know, this is the thing. Like, That's a great one. When you talk, like, just incredible variety of work. An amazing mm -hmm. filmmaker, yeah. Yeah, and even yeah. the difference between, and I'm, I, I'm semi-joking, but I love both Babe and Babe Pig in the City. Babe Pig in the City is a crazy-ass movie. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, a very yeah. fun, crazy-ass movie that's yeah. so different. And, like, yeah. his sequels are very different to the previous movies, and that's a rare thing mm -hmm. that you get there. So even, like, the Mad he, Max so one that just came out. So you're saying he tries. It's nice I, of him to do I'm that. I'm saying he tries stuff. Oh. Uh, which is nice. So he tried to do a uh, Justice League movie, which is yeah. unrelated to the one that's coming out now. Yeah. Not mm -hmm. that's been redone and redone and redone and redone and redone. Yeah, and I don't think. Uh, was yeah, yours anything. closer to the TV show? Uh, you mean the cartoon? Uh, yeah. yeah, we there was there was a lot of that material around, and there was an effort to kind of stay faithful to what the characters were like, like uh, you know Batman. Well, Batman was still kind of paranoid. An extreme, but he wasn't uh, the anti-immigration nut job that he was in that, <laughs> that, yeah. that movie that came out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know if it would have been a great movie, but there were definitely some fun things in it. 
If Batman was onto immigration, he would really hate all the other super friends because they're all immigrants. But him. Totally. He's yeah. like, he's just there to keep his eye on them. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I'll be your backup guys, but he's making notes. Yeah, no one has a passport but Batman yeah. and that group. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, uh, yeah, it was a neat experience. And uh, it was during these days where they still had DVD money and, like, you know, they would, sets were built and not used. And the amount Ooh. of waste that was going on, it was, like, pretty, pretty amazing to be around for that. Like, what type of set would be built? Uh, they just had a couple sets for um, that were going to be in the movie. Like I think they, they broke ground on the Fortress of Solitude, and the concept for that in that movie was really weird. So it wasn't so much that it was created from the crystal, like in the Donner movies. It was more like he just flew to the North Pole and, with his heat vision, started to like carve out his house. You know, carve out like he carved a statue of his of uh, his mother and father and. Uh, he kind of had like the trophies that he has in, in kind of the golden age there. But the weirdest thing that he added was he recreated, Superman recreated within the Fortress of Solitude, Ma and Pa Kent's house. I fucking love that more oh, than did. anything. <laughs> I love that more than anything. The idea that he would go into a Fortress of Solitude and it's all this sci-fi shit. And but where he goes is he goes into the house that he grew up in, and that's where he that's his real Fortress of Solitude. And that just his, like his room when he was ten years old. And yeah. I and I like that. Okay, I get that he rebuilt it, but to me, and I don't want to correct George Miller. God bless him. Sure. I got some pig in the city notes. Um, <laughs> what I would say is Superman just flies down because Ma and Pa are dead. Uh, Kent, take the take the house, fly the house up there, put the house in there. Mm -hmm. Why does anyone else need the house on the farm? You yeah. don't. Take it away. Yeah, Put it in there. Now you actually got your well, real house. You're just going to tear it down and build a mansion. Oh, we never explained it. Uh, no, it's, so just it's just probably my there. idea. But it's funny because you've all these scenes. You have this like, there was this whole sequence like, you go to the Fortress of Solitude and you know you see these giant ice arches and it's all this massive scale. And then all the super friends go in and they're like sitting in this like contemporary middle uh, living room, you know, drinking tea. And <laughs> oh, that's so good. Because that is, that's, that's cool. what Superman is. On the outside, yeah, he's this, but at his heart, this is what this is what he always is. That's true. They had uh, one of the worst scenes in the movie, though. Oh, lovely. Was the uh, so like they've all been poisoned the uh, by you know you find a mag this character Max Lord did this to them, but it's um, Green Max Lantern, <laughs> uh, Martian Manhunter, and Aquaman have all been hit with some kind of nanobot virus or something. But they're as they're recovering, they're getting their powers back, and so they're in the Fortress of Solitude. And so as they're recovering. Uh, Green Lantern kind of creates like some bongos or something that he starts playing. <laughs> so and then, it played and by then Matthew McConaughey then? It was played by Common, was going to be Green oh. Lantern. Oh. Yeah, who was there wow. and I where was walking around. Where else are you going to learn this stuff? This is great. And okay, so Common, Common was there and then mm -hmm. uh, the guy who was going to play uh, Martian Manhunter was Immortem Joe from um, okay. the last movie, if you remember okay. him, yeah. who was also the villain in the first Mad Max, who I guess was friends with, um, yeah, yeah. which had the worst costume you've ever seen because <laughs> it looked like, he looked like a, a green thing, you know the thing from the Fantastic Four, yeah. Yeah. but like green and like mm. not in the best health, nah. you know, and uh, so anyway, so, he's, no so the Green Lantern creates like this guitar for the Martian Manhunter. <laughs> and so the Martian Manhunter starts playing it, and then the Martian Manhunter can shapeshift, so he, he creates like four extra arms, and then he uh, creates like a, a guitar with like, you know, what do they call that, like a double axe or something? Sure. And so, he's, so he's playing that, and then... Uh, Who does he think he is? Jimmy Page? Am I right? <laughs> and then our, uh, Aquaman uh, gets drums, and so then uh, the Green Lantern is like, yeah, we're, we're jamming, guys, and then he creates like... Uh, a stage and then gigantic like 
hysterically huge speakers and then like a giant uh, you know Woodstock audience out of the green oh area. I was gonna go does he make groupies yeah. as well yeah. and like, oh he apparently groupies. did they didn't like it I pitched that idea but uh, <laughs> they didn't like it's, it? it's for kids they said <laughs> But um, <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, it, it, it was crazy and like completely like that was like the one uh, thing that he kind of like stepped away from like what they did in comics and uh, was kind but of. But it would be what they do on a Saturday morning cartoon. They yeah. would like the Super Friends would then have a band at a certain point and yeah. just be playing yeah, totally, while they're totally. chasing the Legion of Doom and going indoors and like getting in yeah. baskets and poking their heads up and and back down again. And then I think you're mixing it up song. with Scooby Doo. I'm mixing it up with every cartoon <laughs> in the '70s. They were all in a band and they all rotoscoped the same Archies. Can I just say that moves. the only thing that would make that scene even better is if Green Lantern made a recorder and just started playing a recorder solo, <laughs> Zanfir oh, solo. That would be so good. I'm just okay. picturing it. And I have to. And again, I don't want to uh, contradict you. Uh, but I have to. When you're saying it's the worst costume for Martian Manhunter, do you remember David Ogden Steers as the Martian Manhunter in the Justice League uh, television show that was a pilot? It was pretty much like that. Oh, my stars. Like, Weta had... <laughs> well, what's funny is because the guy, Immortem Joe, you know, he's an if, older guy. If you don't guy. know what I'm talking about, uh, Google that and then don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's that thing is like, yeah, batshit crazy, uh, that, 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 that pilot. But... Um, they what I had just did all the costumes and they designed this like super cool sexy Martian Manhunter who was like they did this sculpture this mechat where you're like oh that's perfect that's totally who he should be he should be he's like tall and slender and kind of has you know he's muscular like a superhero but there was kind of an alien uh, you know quality to his uh, he was a little elongated and it should have been a CG oh, character played and, by Doug Jones right yeah he could have been yeah. should have been. And then uh, what happened was, uh, I don't know, he hired his friend, and he's kind of an older guy who's not tall. He's on the shorter side, and, uh, you know, mm. it became that. Who was Superman? This guy, I forget his name, but he was just kind of a young, handsome guy that kind of looked like he could play Superman, like a Dean Cain, you know. But, that seems uh, to be how they cast he, Superman. It's yeah. just like, who's Superman? This guy. I don't know who that is. Eh, there you go. <laughs> and that's always Superman. That guy. The only that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Fine, Superman. Yeah, sure. Whoever, whoever that guy is, fine. Yeah, totally, totally. And then Batman. Oh, I know that guy. That guy's from that thing. Superman. Never seen that guy before. <laughs> always. Well, Batman was, they cast that guy Army Hammer was going to be Batman. Oh, that's some, okay, yeah. that's fair. And it was a Batman that had like super long ears that were really high and it was really, it was really the, um. Marshall Rogers Neil, style. Or Neil Adams kind okay, of yeah. Batman, you know. And, uh. Um, super long cape blowing yeah. down the street. Does right, Batman yeah. ever hear things with those ears? Is that part it's of It's just a costume. So he's got the ears for he nothing? He doesn't actually have ears inside <laughs> those ears. Well, the, His ears it are makes here. sense to like hear shit like Daredevil? Why? Because you're Batman, you're out there. First of all, you got a mask on, so you can't hear stuff. That's no good. Because the guy sneaks up behind you, you're dead Batman. Yeah, yeah. But like, if you've got the giant ears, like the ears don't scare anybody. No, no one sees the ears and gets scared. There, there should be a reason for the ears. Yeah. Well, they're scary. I mean, we know who Batman <laughs> is and we know he's good, but if we were drug dealers... Then You'd we see a big set of ears and go, oh, now <laughs> I'm in trouble, that guy's got a set of ears on him. <laughs> well, there's some crazy muscular nut job swinging down from a building. He's going to beat me up for selling crack, I guess. I yeah, that say. that part I'm on, I'm with you. But then it's like, oh, he's a guy swinging down. He's got the cape. Oh, he's got the boots. Oh, and the ears. That's this does not add to the fear. Uh, well, I guess so. I guess so. Also, <laughs> <laughs> Poor Steve. I'll come I'm to your not defense. convinced. You're wrong, Ian. All right. Also, wrong. coincidentally, all of Daredevil's powers belong to a bat, so he should be the Batman. That's my problem. <laughs> that that guy's got radar sense. He's blind. That's bat shit. 
That is what the bat <laughs> shit is there, right? Batman, no bat Batman powers not, at all, and yeah, he's he, Batman somehow. He doesn't have superpowers. That's the point of his character. And the other guy's trying to be scary. Oh, you know who's scary? The devil. devil is scary. <laughs> you guys meet Swapsies. Now we're fine. No. No, because you're, you're... Jesus, it makes so much sense. It's I really, totally it really be doesn't. Do you have George Miller's number? Let's call him up and talk to him. Let's get on to this. Because no, listen, we, this we Justice talk, League yeah. is going to tank. We, we agree that this one coming up here is not going to work. I like to hold out hope. <laughs> why would you think? Why would you think it's going to tank? None of the other movies have tanked. They've all done super well. I just hope that philanderer Joss Whedon is able to. Uh, <laughs> 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 Ooh, well, oh, legally shit, we have to. Uh, now there's a rogue one. That guy. <laughs> oh, I tell you, he's a, he was nice to me once. Anyway, I'm sure he's nice. I love Joss Whedon. Yeah, I love me Joss too. Whedon. For, you know, life. You life know. happens. Yeah, it's uh, things, people. Who amongst us hasn't cheated on their it's wives? Dave? <laughs> <laughs> Dave's enjoying an issue of Batman right now. You're was, just as just good as Joss Whedon. It certainly explains Buffy season four. That's all I'm going to say. Very good. So now, all right, so you've worked with uh, these great filmmakers, uh-huh. and yet somehow you're back into comics now. <laughs> Why? What happened? Oh, what's, also, what's wrong? That's what I need. Thank you. Like, you. Like, okay, we're gonna just on that question. Too. All right, I'm gonna get you Thanks. a beverage. Hold it. Please answer the question. Oh, thank you. I will have another Coke. Yeah, I'll have another Coke. Thank sure, you. sure. There we go. Don't worry, I'm not gonna edit this out of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I could do a time check. I can't. I can't see it. Time check is. Uh, we got about 20 minutes left. Did you see? <laughs> 20 minutes left. Thanks. All right. Are there any more Cokes left? Can we can we give them out? Do people? Does anyone want a Coke? Put your hands up. I'll pay for them. I'll pay for them. Nick, I'll pay for them. How much? How much are they? That's right. And I'm anyone wants pay, any comics in the store, Dave will also pay for those. That's hundred dollars, Fantastic. All right. And where? Does anyone want a beer? Want a beer? I'll pay for those too. Make sure, make sure you're uh, carding people though. All right. So you, Steve, let's say this again naturally, uh, you've worked with such amazing filmmakers in your time, and yet you're back in comics. Why? Well, because comics are better. Woo! That's right. What a suckle. I mean, I agree. Then that corporatized bullshit called the film industry. (laughs) You're right. When it comes to it, Matrix or Ecto-Kid, Ecto-Kid. Well, that's still corporate. Fair yeah. enough. I like, uh, but the the real answer is that yeah, comics are better. On a movie, I mean, those are all great jobs, and I had a ton of fun. But you know, I love comics, and on a movie, you're a helping hand, which is you know, I'm not complaining. It's, those are great jobs. I did it for a long time, but uh, yeah, there's nothing better than uh, making up your own thing, and um, you know, if that uh, you know, spending time creating your own worlds and universes is just something I wanted to do, and. Uh, so I, I'm back to you know doing what I, what I love. Great. And uh, something you've been doing uh, recently, not most recently, we'll get to your most recent thing, uh, but you were working with uh, Brian K. Vaughan. Now he has worked with my wife on a book called Why the Last Man. Yeah. And yeah. so and so I I have uh, yay. Don't forget, I went to high school with your wife. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 we can oh, get, we can get it. No, that's totally fine. Uh, I was going to give your big credit, uh, save that for last while. Mission now, uh, as, as well as like all these things that uh, you've uh, been on and you've won things and awards and such thing. But you're also on the Terry Fox uh, uh, Senior High uh, Wall of Fame. 
with my wife. Both of you are on the Wall of Fame. So a big round of applause for oh, the Terry Fox you. Wall of Fame. Woo! Yeah. That was, uh, yeah. Now, you've won, you've won awards. I'm right, right? You've won awards? I've won, like, one award. Which was the? The uh, Schuster. Oh, that's I think nice. I won, no, I won two Schusters. I won one for a, a cover back in 2006 or something, and then I won one most recently uh, for well, the stand guard stuff. Nice, okay, well, yeah. let's get into that. By the way, that is a really nice award. Like, of all the awards, that one looks uh, really pretty. It's a nice plaque with a, yeah, it's uh, cool. a Jerry Ordway drawing of... Uh, of, oh, uh, Schuster. Yeah, okay. uh, Schuster uh, raising a pen. Uh, so, so the book you're working on with uh, Brian K. Vaughn is uh, it's called Yeah, Stand on Guard. Mm -hmm. And why don't you mention what what that's about? So it's basically it's a futuristic sci-fi military thriller where a hundred years in the future, uh, you know, resource scarcity is a huge issue, and so America invades Canada for our water. Uh, with their yep. drones and giant fucking robots. <laughs> now, when and, you started uh, that, did that seem like fiction to you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's so funny. That's like the conversation you get with everybody. It's like, oh, yeah, you know that's going to happen next week. That's already <laughs> much, happened. Yeah. That's already happened. That's already happened. Like, everyone says that. But, um, yeah, you kind of, uh, yeah, that's part of the thing about it. It feels there's an inevitability, inevitability to the concept kind of where you kind of feel like, it could go there one day, you know, and uh, I think that's what uh, why a lot of people were were interested in the uh, s the story. The sweet thing now is you read the comic and it's very dark. It's funny, but it's also very very dark and action packed. But you read the darkness and the light. The lightness to me is reading it and just going, "Oh, a hundred years, America's still around. That's nice. <laughs> good for them, sticking it yeah. out. They, they got through it. Good, good for them. Yeah. Good for those guys. But there's some uh, there's some uh, gruesome action scenes in there too." Yes, yes, for sure. That's Do you ever nauseate yourself when drawing that stuff? You know what's funny? Like, when it comes to, like, true crime stories or did they really do a documentary, murder documentaries and stuff, I cannot take any of that stuff. But if it's genre gore, that's totally my jam. If it's, like, Evil Dead movies or Ash mm -hmm. vs. Evil Dead or Slither or, you know, even The Walking Dead, which is technically a drama, like, I will howl at the most gruesome, uh, you know, creative, uh, you know, death that they can come up with. Like, the deaths at the beginning of uh, this last season that everyone was horrified by were, like, they were horrifying, but I also laughed hysterically. Because I'm like, God, you guys are so sick that you would think of this stuff. But uh, I do like it. But in the context of We Stand on Guard, yeah, like, it's supposed to be a more serious story. So, yeah, the, the gore is disturbing but uh, there are a couple jokey uh, horrifying murders and we stand on guard as well now is that book uh, completed now stand on guard yeah yeah all done yeah. okay very good well congratulations oh on thank, that. You. thank you please pick that up and now you have gone from there to where you are working on your uh, your own book yeah and yeah. this is uh, called uh, maestros am i pronouncing maestros yeah very good so you want me to tell the premise or uh... no we don't care anyway Dave <laughs> let's get more back chick to this, talk this. <laughs> what? I still haven't figured out what's the, the show grossest, thing yeah what's the grossest thing a chicken does <laughs> shit <laughs> it's horrible I mean, we've already gone into it did I don't you know the like... P&E they have deep fried chicken feet there yeah that's a that? thing yeah. this year yeah. I'm tempted to try it on a chicken now do you do you do you eat the feet or do you just suck on the feet because that's what you do in a Chinese restaurant I just, I just, you don't eat the feet proper you just like I just thought the, the beaver the tail booth, the beaver tail stand would make a lot of money if they sold, like chicken feet, shoes, that you could put your deep fried chicken feet in. Um, 
Maybe that's yes. just me. <laughs> it is just that's, you. That's sure you to come. You sick son of a bitch. <laughs> I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Please do. No creature on Earth should have two different kinds of poo that come out of it at the same time. Oh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Why? Yeah, if the either Bible teaches a, us one thing, either you have, be it said, that like no a, creature that walketh on the earth shall have a shit brown out of two pool, places. Like gravy? Oh or you can God. have you can have like a hard little stool. But why both together? Like a little island in a brown gravy pile. Like why? Why chicken? Why? It's a good what what's that? It's a good chicken? Oh wait, this is your chicken. Yeah, this is a little Oh, bias. this is the chicken owners Ooh. back there, yeah. Chicken owner. Chicken dropper offer, I think is the better term for it. Hi, here's a chicken, Dad. I'm going to the States for three weeks. Bye. So wait a minute, your chicken. You can deal with this chicken in the hottest part of the year. So your chicken's like crap out gravy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it makes make its a own gravy. It seems like that's a plus. It's like, well, I, I feel like if it makes its own gravy, you are right. But this is not a gravy you want to be eating, by the way. It is David? Yeah. Can I go out on a limb here? I think okay. maybe your chicken may, might be a frustrated chef who really is, <laughs> with its limited resources, yes. trying to make like a beef bourguignon. Or you know what? Oh, that's great, but stop it. That's How my about feeling. This? this is my theory, actually. Mm -hmm. Is that you know when, what people do with chickens? Is this your real theory? Yeah, my real theory is this, and this okay. is my. And you can back me up on this too, <laughs> chicken owner. Uh, is so you're, so called. So if you're a chicken and your deal is I don't want to be eaten. You got one of two things. One, I'm going to make you a lot of eggs. Yeah. You're going to be happy with the eggs. Yeah, there you're you fine. Oh, I love the done, eggs. Done, done, done. And the other thing you can do is, I'm going to nauseate you so much that the last <laughs> thing you want to do is eat me. So you go out there all hungry, going to have a nice chicken dinner. No, you're right. Uh, and you're like disgusted. The last thing you want is chicken gravy. Yeah. And you're like, ah, maybe tomorrow. You live another day, chicken. Yeah, I think you're right. The right. problem with that, that idea yeah. is that then there's the eggs. So you've got this two things. You've got... You've got Poo and it's pooey gravy, and then you got eggs. And in your mind, you cannot separate the poo and the pooey gravy from the eggs. And so they become, I don't know what the word is for them, unappetizing would be one way I'd put it. Horrible would be another way to put it. I like Ian's idea that the chicken is trying to like move up to beast of burden. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And also sometimes there's Good a spider here. that just writes some chicken. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, there was. I took that spider and ate it. That was worth eating. Oh, that thing lays a lot of eggs. Right. You made a horrible mistake. Now, now see, yeah, we'll get back to your career in a second. I just one second. Okay, just a second. Ahead. One second. Okay. I just want to make boring. One, one brief. Uh, we have just have an update though. How did Eve do? I don't, I don't know. Oh, for fuck's sake! What are you even here for? Let me check my phone. Okay, Eve is a horse that Dave bet on today at the. That's at right. The track. <laughs> no, I did the track. <laughs> Okay, so Dave is right now looking uh, at his phone during okay, our 300th nothing. episode. My, my one reliable... This uh, is actually an intervention is, for Dave's <laughs> gambling problem. What's that, sorry? I left before they even got into the ring. Oh, okay. My, my younger daughter, Eve, is riding uh, in the three-day event at the Peony this, the, uh, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So today is a cross-country part of it. So they drag... I don't know where they get them from. They drag logs and stuff. And they do incorporate some actual like stadium jumping in. But they bring a bunch of logs and stuff, and they dump them all in the agro dome at the Peony. And so then, but for some reason, this has been the most disorganized uh, three-day event ever in the history of humankind. And so even when this was supposed to start at 6, they hadn't even posted the, the course, like what they were supposed to do. Like, how, what are they jumping? They didn't know. So I still don't know how she did. 
I'm just gonna say, oh, I don't wanna, I don't wanna jinx it. I won't say where she is, so. I, in fact, I feel like I jinxed it already. Not quit. I'm gonna jinx it and say, she is eating some victory chicken feet. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, hopefully noisies. Or she's, or, oh yeah, or she's sad and she's eating some chicken feet, sadly. That's fine, <laughs> hopefully noisies. That's, I just oh, noisies, that's the name of the <laughs> chicken, oh, it's a terrible thing. Now, uh, we will get back to your career in just a second, but you know, we have about 10 minutes left, so we want to get into this though as well. Since the last time I saw you last year, uh, you have become a dad. Yeah. So congratulations yeah. for that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. People that care about children are clapping, other people uh, not so much, don't care about them. So, uh, so, so, wait, wait, so how old and boy or girl? Uh, boy and he's uh, nine months. Oh, yeah. nice, yeah. nice. What would have been bad, since you said nice? What would have been, what would have been the right if it was like, girl, six months? No, girls. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> like, what would have been the bad one of, 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 uh, of that? Nothing. Nothing's bad. I'm just saying it's nice. Why? What are you supposed to say? No, I wanted good. to know. And then we're yeah, supposed Dave, to say. Yeah, Dave, what, the, what are you getting at? <laughs> a boy who's nine months old. <laughs> like, what should I Whatever. Some Silence, people like, yeah, a there cold, you go. Just a nodding. Well, unlike Dave, I love children. <laughs> true I'm a little over them well here's the thing you're at very different ages of being dads yeah. like yeah. like you're the new the things are yeah, great and Dave's at the sad age where I'm your adult daughters are dropping all right. chickens oh, no. in your house <laughs> <laughs> like it a lot of people off. have those boom, boomerang kids that come back to live at home right. and nowadays the thing the hip new thing yeah, is yeah. dropping off farm animals instead right. to live with you right. at first it's like this, oh, that's this nice, little though. this little this little bundle of joy comes in your life and it's like little clouds that you're walking on and it's just like this beautiful experience and then eventually it just turns into this backpack full of rocks that you're trudging <laughs> along carrying and you're like when does it end never who thought of this well I, let's, listen i can walk out anytime okay <laughs> no you can't He's got the Warshawskis on speed dial. <laughs> Listen, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> You're shooting in Lithuania? Okay, I'll That's be right. there tomorrow. Put me in a hotel. I don't care what name it is. I won't remember right. it. Just put me, <laughs> yeah. put me into the Matrix. Yeah, totally. I want one boxing promoter and one monologist. That's all I need. Let's go. <laughs> all right, back to your work, because we got to get, get to that before we uh, get done here. And then we're going to have like another song to wrap up. Yes. It's fantastic. It's going to be a song, a songy end of the show. That's right. And thank you again to our lovely people who are here. Now, you're, uh, you're, uh, you're working on this thing. It's called Maestro. Wait, I just want to intro no. for one second. Oh, for fuck's Mary, I was just joking about the backpack full of rocks. You know, I, you know I love you, right? <laughs> you know I love you. You know you're the, most, the best thing. Wait, you've got two daughters. She's the best one? He's not here. I don't have to suck up to her. She doesn't even listen to the show. You're the best, Mayor. <laughs> <laughs> Who came with the chickens? Who came? Right? Oh, wait a second, Mary. You're second best. <laughs> oh. Okay, so that's, that, you know, and I think that's fair. Uh, so you're working on this uh, book. Uh, you've, now, this is one you've written yourself. Yes. Because screw other writers. You don't need them. Well, I think, you know, you I've down. been doing all the heavy lifting. Why not do the easy <laughs> part, too? Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dumb words. <laughs> Make them up. Pow, bang. Yeah, exactly. Whack, 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 whack. If, if you write your own book, do you have less crowd scenes? Well, um, yeah, the entire series takes place in a snowstorm. Right? <laughs> That's right. Alpha flight. Yep. No, I am not phoning it in. I, I put a, you know, a bicycle I going torture down some myself. stairs. Yeah. 
It's very, uh, yeah, no, there's a, there's a lot of, uh, I draw a lot of things in my panels. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a very intense Not book. Being... A lot of stuff happens. And then there's a, then occasionally there's a penis will show up as well. Well, you know, it's so funny. I've been, I've been, uh, you know, basically people are calling me a smut peddler now because yep. there's <laughs> one erect penis in it and there's also one panel of actual marital sex in it as well and every i've been asked it's going out now and people are reading it and i'm getting some feedback and uh, yeah everyone's like wow this book's all about sex and it's not really <laughs> about sex. like after these two drawings there's like no sex in it for the next you know 200 pages but well that's disappointing to hear well, uh... <laughs> Keep it on the down low. Lots of sex, everybody. Full of sex. But the concept behind the book is... Okay, so it's called The Maestros, and The Maestro is the wizard king of the infinite realms. He's kind of the Pope of Magic. We didn't know that. And uh, he is kind of uh, the, 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 you know, a kind of a god that rules over all other sort of fantasy lands. And what happens is he's got... He's got 200, he's immortal, he's got 200 wives, he's got double that many children, and they all get murdered. An ancient enemy returns and kills him and the entire royal family. So the throne goes to his um, banished human son who was born and raised in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> and, uh, so he is now the new maestro. Oh. And his time, and he was kind of like, his mother was from Earth and human, and she tried to shelter him from these, you know, these wizards. It's not like he was expecting, when he finally goes to his father's world, he was expecting Hogwarts. And <laughs> it, was, it was not like that. The, these wizards are, you know, sadistic. I, I kind of figured once, you know, the, the, it's all, if you can control magic, you kind of... Um, your conflicts aren't about resources anymore. You have everything. It's like you can conjure anything you need. So it's really about your own kind of uh, poisonous egotism is where all your conflicts are about. And these kind of wizards are all kind of caught up in um, creating and making their own uh, life and worlds. And they're kind of caught up in uh, one-upping each other. And Sounds like the Sneaky Dragon podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's based on the Sneaky Dragon It podcast. is! Yay! I knew it! I knew it. So anyway, so he goes there, and he's like this guy from Orlando, and he's been auditing some social justice classes. And he has a bunch of great ideas on how to improve. So he arrives in the realms as the new maestro, yeah, and yeah. you know he outlaws slavery, and mm -hmm. uh, you know you're not allowed to. Basically, he uh, shackles all of the mad mages of this world, and uh, and everything's going great until um, the crown jewel of his, um, you know cache of, of magical items is stolen, this book of remaking, this, it's a magical uh, spell book that uh, whoever uses it can recreate or rewrite reality in their own image, essentially making themselves mm. God. And so that goes missing, and, uh, but the people who stole it can't really use it until uh, they, they realize they can't open it. You need the, the blood of the, of the maestro's line. You need to be an heir of, uh, of the maestro to actually use it, so then the story kind of is a kind of a chase where they chase around uh, William Little, who's the protagonist, uh, trying to capture him to get him to open this thing, and he's running around trying to get uh, allies and support so he can 
fight them off. Cool. And it and it moves along at just like lightning pace. It's really it's really a nice bouncy read. The and the and the art is uh, just gorgeous. Oh, thank it you. just really is. It's like you just whoa, oh geez, oh boy. And uh, and you're like, okay, that'd be enough. But one of the, one of the scenes, I'll just spoiler alert, oh, tell you okay, what happens. All right. Like the reason. So spoiler. one of the things he does to make money, uh, while he's banished on Earth, you ultimately find out why he was banished. But he's here on Earth, and he's kind of not allowed to use magic. But on the download, what he does is he sells uh, magic potions uh, that essentially, you know, enlarge your penis. <laughs> oh. And so. Uh, and, and and so you know, Sex normally someone would tastefully suggest that. And you'd see that in a shadow or something, but you—that is a big full-page gabapoo. Well, it's uh, like scene. It's the kind where, like, you're, you're, it's like when I'm, I'm reading Saga on the bus, and it's like I should not be reading Saga on the bus, but it's like that. Yeah, you flip that page, like, okay. So it's, it's nowhere like, near as dirty as Saga. That, Saga has all bukakis and things like that. Yeah, I mean, so it's, it's, dragon, it's kind dragon of like reading Love and Rockets at high school, very, Mary. So it's very like wholesome. Reading Love and Rockets at high school. But it's yeah, it's a really great read, and so yeah, please uh, check into that. And it's I like that it's him uh, young. He reminds me of a young Eugene Merman. I don't hmm. know who Eugene Merman. Eugene, is. Eugene Merman is a, a comedian. He also does uh, the voice of the the youngest uh, guy on uh, Bob's Burgers. But oh, okay. he, but, but yeah, you take a look at him and just go, hey, there you go. That's who he looks <laughs> like. But you know, there you go. So you didn't uh, base him on there. Can I can I ask a, a more pointed question? Which it, is it, within uh, five minutes, you sure can. Which is why Orlando. Do you know someone there, and you're looking for like a tax tax free? Basically, like, I just like wanted I just wanted to have a tagline in there, like, you know, will he be able to? For a couple of reasons, one, so I can just say, will he be able to keep his new magic kingdom? Ah. <laughs> and the other reason why is like hat. everybody <laughs> in fantasy stories are from someplace cool, and I was like, you're from New York, mm -hmm. you're, you live in London, you're okay. like. You know, it's all you know. It's up, you know, the Liv Grossman's magicians. It's mm -hmm. upstate New York. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, what if I you're from some some place that's maybe re not regarded as yeah. a great place to live? I feel live. like we should apologize to our Orlando listeners now. Well, I give. I don't know. Orlando is. Um, I'd never been there. I don't know much about it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was. I just. I don't know. I thought. You know where I, I got the idea was from? Partially the Magic Kingdom thing, and that there's this show called The Real Housewives of Orlando that I really <laughs> okay. like. Okay. Oh, you really so, like it? Yeah. Not the one about the Real Housewives of Vancouver. That was just too too local for you. Well, the Real Housewives of Orlando is like a spoof of those, and like Christian oh, okay. Shaw is on it, and uh, oh, okay, I didn't know this. Um, a bunch of other really funny actresses and actors, hmm. and uh, it's a spoof of all that stuff. Have you have you heard of this show? Does anyone know this show? I'll, I'll oh, also gajillion shaking heads. And also, there was one thing in the first issue. You gave me a, a preview copy, and I appreciate it. That scene with the you know penis enlargement and what have you uh, ends up to be taking place in a, in a, a venue. Uh, called Mugs and Jugs. Oh yeah, right. Which, which when I went to Douglas College was sadly the bar we had to go to because that was to the bar go that to. was there. Yeah, well, it's to. like because well, what are you gonna do? Where You're not gonna, gonna go, go to the one that's like right across the street. But then you, you can't see go the to name, Chicago you just, tonight. You just feel like garbage that you you're can't going go in to. There. Oh yeah, you can't go to you can't go to Old Spaghetti Factory and have a drink. You got to go to Mugs and Jugs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true enough. Old Spaghetti Factory, well, ten feet away. There's only so much as a college student you want to sit in a trolley and eat spaghetti. <laughs> that is a that is a good. But that point. was one of the first. I'm trying to think what's more offensive, mugs and jugs or the old spaghetti factory. <laughs> yeah, mugs and jugs is like at the wor most worst. Uh, yeah, like it's offensive the worst name. of all worlds. Yeah, there's just nothing redeemable about that. 
Yeah, it was a real dump, but I spent time there when I was a kid. Of course so. you did. As a kid. Well, a you know child. what I mean. As a child. You had a terrible upbringing. From about 11 to 14 is, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I was like 18 or something when I got in there. Yeah, that's a uh, yeah. good age to go to that place. Yeah, it's an know. embarrassing After part of, the, uh, of uh, my youth, that. and uh, seeing that in the book made me uh, laugh, so thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> so uh, as, we, as we come to the close of this, because we have this for like about an hour, and Nick has been nice enough to leave the store open for us, and also it's hot in here. And these nice people have been here for, for a good long while. Oh, yeah, they all wanted to end. They're so bored. <laughs> oh, wait, Colin was yawning, so I guess they are bored. <laughs> uh, yeah, you've just been maintaining eye contact a, with Colin, waiting for I can to take on. a hint, Colin. Now, uh, we have a couple things to, to do uh, before, we, before we wrap up here. Uh, first of all, we've got a hat here. Why don't you explain what the hat's Yeah, we've about. got our raffle hat, everyone. I don't know if people believe there was a raffle hat. There is such a raffle hat. It actually is a uh, Portland Rosebuds hat. They, were, uh, uh, they won... The Dominion Challenge Cup in 1916. So uh, there you go. Uh, played. Nope, nope, no applause for that. What? Nope, nope, not? nope, nope, not even pity applause. Nope, didn't happen. Nope. Yes, Tried to start. Nope, you had one person and then he stopped. Anyway, <laughs> he read the room. Cup, the Dominion Challenge Cup, 1916. Okay, this is, for our, uh, this is for our contest that we started four years ago. <laughs> episode two, I believe. And it was, we uh, it was a contest called Watch the Eclipse with Us. What? <laughs> and I'm really sorry that we, oh, uh, we took really so long. <laughs> such bad planners. No, this is our come eat with us. We said that we would. Uh, is this for the white spot? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Are you in, yeah. are you entered into this? Uh, is it too late to enter? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we could. Uh, I think we could put a blank sheet in there and. Uh, Great zucchini, zucchini sticks. I don't have a pen. Right, guys. What's that, Drew? Zucchini sticks? Oh, yeah. I thought you said gray zucchini sticks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's a horrible thing. This now, if you, third win, paps. If, you win, if you win this, we'll take you to White Spot. If you come in second place, you get a chicken. <laughs> They're all running away now. <laughs> all right. Away now. Hey, okay. well, why don't we actually let we'll, Steve, we'll Steve do it? Yeah, we'll just Steve to do it because Steve doesn't give it in. Oh, okay, yeah. We're going to pick more than one. I don't have a horse in this race. And by the way, this, this is drawn by one of the hands that drew the storyboards for The Matrix, so that's very exciting. Jesus. Oh, crazy. Steve's gross. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, yeah, Do yeah. I have to pick? Can I throw this one? I can't pronounce no, no, his name. It's, it's, it's Carlin Leshishinsen. Yay. Yay. There you go. How do you pronounce that? Leshishin. Oh, well, all right. Great. All right. We'll set like something up. A magician, like you're writing your story. And you've thrown it back Oops, in there, so now we won't be able oh. to find it. <laughs> okay. And the point is moot. Okay. And we, we're going to do we're gonna do more than one. Oh, okay. okay. How many are we going to do? 18. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do three. We'll do three. We'll, we'll do, do three. three. Okay, here we go. Try the zucchini genocide. sticks. <laughs> yeah, zucchini sticks are good. Jay Aguera. There Jay we go. Aguera. There oh, we are. Well, I'm glad that people are here who are winning. That's so nice. So far, they're That's winning awesome. in a Connect Four pattern. <laughs> All right. One more Will time. my sister-in-law win Steve. next? All right, Vicky Van is sitting right behind Jay, so let's Vicky see. Vicky can come anytime. Oh, no. Here's a good solid name. Crystal King. Crystal! Yay! Woo! There we go. All right. There we go. All right. We're not made of money. There okay. we go. We're going to contact Three's you. Enough. We'll Three's figure enough. out. We'll figure out a time to eat, and we'll uh, yeah. go and we'll go with White Spot, and we'll, we'll do things. We'll do. We'll do it in if order. If you pretend of, to be underage, you will well. get a pirate pack. If you do not, <laughs> you cannot. All right. Well, that's the end of the and show. Go ahead, Bottomless fries, guys. Let's remember that. Because oh, you always get those, right? Yeah. Please, hey, don't be a no. chump and like have both of you get fries. One of you get fries, one of you get something else, 
You ain't got the bottomless fries. That's infinite fries. Get the second side. Yeah. Smarten the fuck up. Two of you with fries. What are you thinking? <laughs> I think That's like both of you getting bottomless yeah. soda. They You're know, wasting your time. They know that gig. Do they? they? Know that Remember when Pizza Hut used to have like the medium and the large uh, Pepsis and uh, and they were both bottomless but different prices? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was stupid. True. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, it still goes on like at McDonald's where you get a cup. And you can fill it anytime you want, but you're gonna pay for a supersize me. Give me a larger cut for that, so I can go and stand there for less time. I guess I don't have to walk up as often. That's the, the benefit of my giant bathtub I'm filling up with Coke. I'm sure they laughed at corporate. <laughs> they laughed about it. Yeah, I'm sure. They went, Those rubes. <laughs> for this word. Yeah. All right. So here comes pluggy plug plugging time time. All right, uh, Dave and Everyone I. Everyone, come out to our 300th anniversary show. No, we're done with that. Uh, Dave and I have a book coming out from Scholastic. It's coming out in February, but you can order it online now. It is called Sparks. Dave is coloring it. I wrote it. Nina Matsumoto did the art. I already colored it. I'm not coloring it anymore. That's true. Though I'm we done. did get extra notes today. So uh, we did actually. Nina had to do that. And God felt, bless her. I felt sorry for it because one of them was my, my mistake. Was it your mistake? I didn't. If you didn't, want to make an apology to Nina right now. Nina, I apologize. I missed a mouth. And we and uh, and also Nina asked if she could be the third dragon, and uh, I'm gonna say yes. Do you back me up on that? Nope. So uh, half of us think. So. I was I was thinking about it. Yeah, you were thinking he's, about it. Spring it on me. All right, Jack Benny. He's thinking. He's thinking. Yes. Okay, good. So Nina is the third dragon. If Nina's one of us uh, something one happens, she will right. take uh, she That's will take right. our place. That and, means we can't and raise all, Steve as her own. We can't all fly together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. We can't okay. all fly together at the same time now, though. That's Sound, true. Yeah. Sounds interesting. So, uh, so yeah, that's coming out in February 27th, but you can order it on Amazon or other places now. And it's a fun little story about mm -hmm. two cats that dress up as a dog. It's, it hasn't got any giant penises like your filthy book. <laughs> Sequel. Well, uh, but I, I, I am working with someone who does dirty guys, comics. I colored well. a bunch in the background. I'm working also with uh, Giselle Laglace right now, who does uh, Menage a Three, which is a sexy online comic. And we're doing a book called uh, Exo Sisters. And uh, she's putting that together, and we should have that in a couple of months. Oh, awesome. And so, wait, wait, is this called the Ecto Sisters? Exo. Exo. Oh. Not Ecto Kid. No relation to Ecto Kid. <laughs> Can we buy the rights to Ecto Kid? Do you think Clive Barker would be willing to sell? Sure. Let's bring it back. Yeah. Let's why make not? it right. I like this half ghost thing. I like like the lower half of his body is a ghost, and the top half of his body is human. <laughs> and what does that mean? <laughs> what the, what it means he's very frustrated. Just, would his body just like fall to the ground? That would be funny. Every time he tries to pleasure himself, his hand just goes through it. <laughs> you have to like draw on that because you're dirty. Yeah. Okay. I'd prefer I'd prefer to be the top half to be a ghost. <laughs> You don't have to worry about heart disease or any of that stuff. It's oh, just, that's a good point. Yeah. Huh? You're right. Top half should be a ghost. Bottom half. And it's is, scarier. Wait a second. But if your top half is a ghost, then you don't have a heart. Where's your blood? Where's what's pumping your blood for this lower half? You guys have not thought this through, like me. I gave this long. Uh, you know, you this is an old idea that I thought about a like long time ago. Stuff? Okay, what's the name of this half a ghost guy then? Like before we wrap this up, what's the name of that character then? Because we can't reuse Acto Kid. We don't want to pay Clyde Barker any money. No, we don't want to pay. Half Clyde. ghost guy. <laughs> Half ghost guy would be Poltergeist. Gary Schwartz. Gary it? Schwartz. I love it. <laughs> okay, so there we go. So look for Sparks. Look for Gary Schwartz. Gary Schwartz. Look for Echo Sisters. Look for Maestros. Yeah. yeah. In hardcover and in softcover, you can get Stand on Guard. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, the Matrix is available on your at your local DVD shop. Yeah. <laughs> Blockbuster. Blockbuster. Yeah. You may be able to get it with yeah. a with a bunch of the other ones. Uh, Babe Pig in the City is also available. Babe, yeah, Babe Pig in the City. Babe I recommend it. that highly. Highly. And do you recommend want to recommend it. Dave? 
Uh, don't forget Frank Bigfoot, P.I. Yeah, well, hopefully that will yeah. come out. Yeah. And we'd like to thank our, our guest, Steve, uh, for being here. Steve Stroke, yay! Thanks for having me, guys. That's cool. And we want to thank very much both you, the audience that came down live, and yes, you've all you. been listening, and you're so sweet. And thank you so much. And thanks to Nick uh, for letting us be in here. And yay! At the 8th Dimension Comic Store, come to it. It's on. Uh, for Maine and Broadway. We appreciate on Maine and Broadway. Now this should be enough show. We should just wrap it up here, we but should, we're not. Because we've we got one extra thing. Uh, please welcome back David, David M. M. Yay! <laughs> Woo!
jokes always very much the same. What? Blah blah beetles, <laughs> talk talk tintin, sneaky dragons do. They'll need some soothing ones and jabs. What they put their poor throats through. <laughs> and then podcasts like you and me and loners who might have guns. I hope I'll still. <laughs> Thank you, David. Well, that was wonderful music, and uh, please keep listening because we're going to play Chris Roberts' uh, song that he wrote for us as well, and that is also fantastic. So here it is. Right. You won't hear. You won't hear. I'm sorry, but, guys. But unlike the people at home, we're going to give you cookies now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
me to do a short song and then the, the thing so you can see what the sound is like or are we good for sound? Yeah, if, you, if you've seen uh, You Need a Tongue to Stand then that would be perfect. I think that would really that's what we have. <laughs> oh. That, that's what they came for. Oh, come on. That's what I came for. Because he gets up in the morning and he goes to work at night and he gets up it's the same train every time Cause his love is built on punctuality It never fails And he's oh so good And he's oh so fine And he's oh so healthy In his body and his mind He's a well-respected man about town Best thing so conservatively I want to hear that part of the room more. No, no, I just, it's coming in better if you are, it's coming in better if you are a little bit back from the mic. Okay. And his mother goes to meetings while his father pulls the maid. And she sips her tea with counselors while discussing foreign trade. And she passes bills as well as looks with every suave young male. And she's oh so good. And she's oh so fine And she's oh so healthy In her body and her mind She's a well-respected mom about town Doing the best things so conservatively And he likes his own backyard And he likes his fags the best Cause he's better than the rest And his own sweat smells the best and he hopes to grab his father's loot when Peter passes on. 
And he's oh so good And he's oh so fine And he's oh so healthy In his body and his mind He's a well-respected man about town Doing the best things so conservatively And he plays at stocks and shares And he goes to the regatta He adores the girl next door Cause he's dying to get at her But his mother knows the best about The matrimonial stakes And he's oh so good And he's oh so fine And he's oh so healthy In his body and his mind He's a well-respected man about town Doing the best things so <laughs> it's a well-respected podcast, that's true.